a jam, dude. That? That's the Rivieras, man. What the fuck, man? <laughs> California Sun by the Rivieras. Yeah. They don't make them Great like they used to. Dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, man. So funny. Uh, when did yeah. that come out? That's got to be 70s, I'm 80s. Looking at it right now, that is, uh, wow, 60s? that's got to be late 50s, early 60s, I can only presume. That long, huh? Dude, that's an old uh, song. I mean, that's like from like uh, the Sandlot or something like that. You know, it's kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> you always think of, uh, right. you know. Right. They, were, they were listening to it at like the roller, the roller exactly. ring. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can't get much info on these cats here. Let's see here. Uh, they're better that way. from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, the Rivieras. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, they're, uh, they're, that song became a big hit during the Beatlemania era. And uh, yeah, man. They, they were around, uh, they broke up in 1966. So that gives you, <laughs> <laughs> gives you a little frame of reference there. <laughs> it's, a rough, it's a rough year, I guess. I guess so. That's wild stuff. Yeah, the Rivieras. I don't know. I, I tossed on, um, I, I get the song Locomotion stuck in my head all the time. You know the Locomotion song? Oh, you got to do the Locomotion. You got to do the Locomotion. I don't know why that song gets in my head all the time, but I, it, it was kind of uh, rolling through there before the show, and I'm like, I got to get a jam to kick things off here with. And so uh, I did Locomotion Radio, and uh, the California Sun was like the third one on there, and I, I just I couldn't pass it up. I had to... I had to roll with it, you know. Uh, what a jam, bringing me back. Got me amped up, too. Yeah, you know? good energy, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm ready to grab my board, go I, surfing. Yeah. I'm ready to go buy some Chiefs tickets and watch some uh, Taylor Swift. That's what <laughs> I'm all about right now. <laughs> oh, I heard they uh, turned all the seats around. So now you're, just facing, <laughs> <laughs> you're just facing the skybox. You're just watching Taylor the whole time? <laughs> yeah. That's more entertaining. Man, it's all Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, you're all waiting to see who's going to be the surprise guest. You know? <laughs> Last week was Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Who knows this week, man? Could be anybody. Ooh, you think they're going to bring in Iron Man? Maybe. Ooh. I could see Robert Downey Jr. I was thinking uh, bringing a little Fauci because, you know, Travis Kelsey's a big Pfizer guy, right? Good call. It's going to be Pfizer people. <laughs> we, uh, we discussed that quickly um, one of the last episodes. Yeah, apparently uh, Travis Kelsey had a clapback for Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, claimed that he's a thousand, you know, 1,000 percent on Team Pfizer and all for the shots and how he believes in protecting everyone around him and being a protector and, you know, all these. See, I would have had so much more respect for you if you just showed the Ferrari with the license plate that said Pfizer. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been your clapback. We know why you did it. You're too dumb to know the science, just as we all are. Yes. You don't know whether they were right or wrong. You just, you know, you know a money-making machine threw some money at you, buddy. I also, man, I mean, I'm highly suspect of this guy actually getting the shots. To be totally honest, I yeah. don't see a world where these human beings who are worth, you know, several million dollars per season, I, I don't think their handlers would allow them to put those kind of toxins in their bodies. No, no, they gave him to the people making the league minimum. Damar Hamlin. That's right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Poor Damar. He, he came back for one game, 
and they made a big deal about it. I don't know if he's starting or anything. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's that's his career now. Oh, he's starting as the tall boy. <laughs> They're going to trot him out once a game every year to be like, see, look, he got the shot and he's fine. And then uh, <laughs> not going to play another snap the rest of the season. Uh, we're down by 20. Uh, throw tomorrow <laughs> in for this punt. Oh man, have you been watching the NFL, man? Are you up to date on the uh, on the season? Uh, the way things are unfolding. I tried, I tried to watch the Bears game on Thursday. The Bears Thursday night, yes, sir. Fell asleep. So fucking boring, dude. What have they done? I think because it was such a slow drip, the fans never noticed. But because I stopped watching like ten years ago, now I turn it on. I cannot believe they still call this product the NFL. Or just football. It's not a game anymore. It's, dude, when they do, even the hits that look like, you know, like, like a linebacker and a safety coming in on a, on a receiver. Right. You know, even when, like, when it happens in real time, you're kind of like, oh, is that, a, that was a good hit. Oh, I think it was a good hit. And then they show the replay. Dude. The safety is catching the receiver as the linebacker is really bringing him down with his arms. You yes. know what I mean? It's like they're like helping each other to the ground. Dude, this is WWE. And they do the, yes. It, it, Dude, not is, only that. Um, not real hits. There's no real hits. I was watching before we went live. It was the Dolphins-Giants game. And, uh, and I'm a fantasy football player. And so I have the quarterback for the Dolphins on my team so I was you know somewhat interested and invested and uh the quarterback for the Giants went down I didn't see the play because you'd be hard-pressed to see any action if you're watching football between the commercials the timeouts <laughs> you know the, the the standing around showing the shots of the crowd like there, there's no actual action happening but at some point you know the quarterback for the other team for the Giants goes down and they bring in the backup guy and he gets the ball, he runs with it. Instead of passing it, he runs like uh, you know, 20 yards and slides out of bounds. And they're showing him walking up. He's not even wearing knee pads. They're not even no, wearing the, pads oh, anymore, man. Dude, like, <laughs> yo, that was my next point, Frank. Dude, the pants don't even have spots for pads. No, there's no pads because they're not getting hit. Why no, wear pads? No, the, the shoulder pads don't even fit on the shoulders anymore. No, they've all adopted the pads that aren't pads. It's for stealth and for speed, and the game has changed. It There is no hitting, man. No, it's it, you can't. If everyone was hitting like they used to, Every player would be in concussion protocol throughout the oh, entire. Look like Dick Buckus. <laughs> hey, the guy made it to eighty. Come on, yeah, I shout know, out! But it wasn't the prettiest man in the bar, That's you right. know. Just got the most free drinks. And a shout out to the Bears fans yeah, out the Bears there. Uh, we lost a, a a major superstar. Uh, you know, Dick Buckus. Uh, you, you don't get more ferocious than the black and blue division uh, than Dick Buckus, man. He really kind of uh, defined that era and. You know, a part of a time when football was football, dude, these guys were crushing skulls and getting after it, and it was men playing a man's sport. Oh, we got, I got into an argument with Dad and Uncle God because uh, they said what ruined football was steroids. They were talking about how those guys back in the day didn't take them. I was like, dude, come on. You mean to tell me in the 80s they weren't taking steroids? I know, come on, dude, they were testing <laughs> you, for it. Dude, they argued with me, like, just straight-faced, like, nah, those guys were natural, just... <laughs> natural? The guy's head didn't fit in the helmet. I know, dude. 
And they literally, there was this great 60 Minutes interview with uh, uh, Ranchowski, Ratchowski, I can't remember the guy's name now. He played for the Broncos, and he was a middle linebacker for the Raiders. Uh, he was ferocious. He was a monster. And he tells this incredible story where he was so jacked up on drugs, like he just wasn't feeling anything anymore. And he was just, yeah. you know, just throwing his body like a madman at these other players because, like, the concussions weren't even registering. That's how doped up the guy was, you know? Like, and he the would like. They didn't have concussions because their skulls were a fucking three quarters of an inch <laughs> thick from the fucking steroids they were it's taking. The, the horse tranquilizers and everything else they're pumping themselves with. Man. You look at these videos of them, like, playing in the wintertime. They literally look like bulls out on a snowy field. <laughs> Just smoke blowing out their nose. You know what I mean? And they're wearing short sleeves. They don't even feel it, dude. They're just... You know what I mean? With the old... Duh, the they, they were all natural. I think they took some protein shakes. <laughs> a lot of eggs. They were drinking the raw eggs in the glass like right. Rocky. <laughs> right? Eggs were a big thing in the 80s. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so, what's funny, the old-timers don't understand is... The difference in the steroids between the 90s and the 80s is in the 90s, they started testing for them. That's, that's the, the difference. difference. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. They found them and tested for them. Like, in the 70s and 80s, they weren't testing for that shit, dude. Like, oh, no. And, even, and then NFL, even when they started testing, I, I'm pretty sure they just lose every sample. Because <laughs> at, this point, at this point, it's protocol to just pee in the urinal, pour lemon Gatorade into cup. That is, they're just... NFL man, it is a it is a show. Uh, I hate to break it to all the diehards out there, and it's why you know it doesn't matter who's traded where, what team moves to what city. I was explain. Emma asked me the other day when we were watching. Uh, I think it was the Chargers, and she's like. Where are the Chargers from again? I'm like, well, that's a tricky question, actually. Uh, let me explain it to you, you know? And then I went it's into... Why the, it's why the names don't even make sense. <laughs> and then I was like, well, they're in L.A. now. They used to be San Diego. And she goes, what about the Rams? I'm like, no, they're also in L.A. They used to be in St. Louis. It's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But you go to a Rams game in L.A. at the exact same stadium where now the Chargers, who are from San Diego, are playing, right? Like... The fans are there. They show up in droves. They got the different colors on. They don't care. Nobody actually cares. Where The Bears can so move. Stupid. Even the Bears, as storied as the franchise is, man, they're going to move to Arlington Heights. Nobody's going to care. And eventually, well, they'll s- probably move to another city in some other state. Nobody will fucking care because it's just a show. It's, it's, it's WWE. Dude, I was, but I was watching the, uh, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game before we went on. That's right, man. And uh, they put up the stat. That uh, Pittsburgh won, and now they're like second place for the most wins in the NFL as a franchise. And then, do you know what the list was? (laughs) (laughs) Packers, uh, Steelers, Bears, Giants. I'm like, yeah, those are just the only guys that haven't moved yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the only reason they're the four highest (laughs) scorer. They have the most, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, the Bears purchased for a hundred dollars a hundred years ago. I mean, people Crazy. just take a look at it. It's uh, it's funny how those things work out. But they'll move. Everybody moves. Uh, there's no loyalty, and it's not even a real game anymore. It's all about advertisements and sales, and you know how many and, and, tickets dude, you could sell. And dude, you were right, man. I think they they showed this one scene of the crowd. I swear to God, it was... A- it's not real. E- it's not dude, real, either, dude. Either it's AI doing... Because the way, the way all these men, like, drink 
their beers. Yeah. Either either it's AI or we have become robots from the vaccine. I don't know which one's more believable at this point. Uh, I think we are uh, something, some sort of zombification happened between the vaccines, the 5G rollout, and then that weird emergency test they zapped everyone with on Wednesday this week. <laughs> there was some, yeah. something happened and everyone just zombified, man. I'm telling uh, you. Oh, and then, the, and then uh, the Palestinians just happened to attack. Whoa. Yeah, well, that is on the uh, f- apparently 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, if I'm not mistaken, 1973, roughly around the same time. I believe it was like October 6th uh, from what I was reading. So, you know, mm. I, we, we are goldfish. We have pea little brains here in America. We're very America-centric when it comes to even our history. We can't even fathom some sort of anniversary of some sort of war in another country where they would want to do some sort of attack. You know, it doesn't make sense to us. Like, what are you talking about? 50-year what? Yom Kippur? What the hell does that mean? You know what I'm saying? This is America, bro. Didn't you see Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game? Come on, man. <laughs> how, do you guys, how do you guys even have time for war? We're trying to figure out, was it Swelthy? Swelthy? How do we fucking combine these guys' names? We're so, is it Trailer? What are we doing here? We're... We, I need to know a single, singular name to call these two. I need a Benefer in this thing, all right? <laughs> this, this might plague us for generations. You guys are worried about some religious war? <laughs> Do we even, as Americans, have the brain capacity to like hold a grudge for 50 years against any one group? 50 years? We, could, we forgot about 9-11 20 years later. We, we don't even hate the Muslims anymore, man. That's crazy. How long, how long ago was World War II? 80 years ago? Dude, we've had nine Hitlers since then. Yeah, right. We, Every time a Republican wins, it's a Hitler. Just look at Canada. They're already giving standing ovations to Nazis. That's how quickly we forget. We let bygones be bygones, my man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We forgot so fast. We, we forgot so fast. We were able to honor a Nazi. That's how fast we forgot. Before they were all dead. Before they were even all dead. We, we honored a literal Nazi. This is fantastic. Yeah, that's how quickly we forget in America. Not so instead in of, places like instead Palestine. Instead of spinning, uh, we could all say Hitler was smiling at his grave. <laughs> So we got to talk about it. Uh, we, I guess we get a little serious here for a moment. But, uh, yeah, totally nuts with this situation in Israel. A uh, lot to unpack from a tinfoil hat perspective. How does a place <laughs> with the Iron Dome in one of the most fortified, you know, regions of the world just get infiltrated? Did you see the video of the dudes parachuting from the sky? Oh, they brought in the airborne? No, I didn't see that. There were militants parachuting with like the parachutes had the actual palestinian flag on them dude and they're like oh that you guys have been watching way too many rambo that's pretty fucking badass it's pretty badass and like there's tourists in israel just like filming them with their cell phones like oh wow this is crazy little did they know (laughs) these dudes are gonna really up their production (laughs) are they filming a new uh wonder woman what is this is Gal Gadot going to show up? <laughs> Ooh, I hope Aquaman's coming. <laughs> I didn't wear the right dress for Jason Momo. <laughs> I should done my hair. <laughs> Are we going to be like an extra? <laughs> oh, I can see the writer strike is really hitting the international scene here. All right. <laughs> We're not even getting paid for this one. 
what those SAG actors were talking about. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't even get a sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I forgot we're in Israel, so it's more like, I didn't even get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer. You're sending back the soup because it's too cold. That's the problem. Too <laughs> After the bombs went off, there's no windows. <laughs> the draft is what kills you. <laughs> so, yeah, the footage is nuts. And then, you know, again, most fortified uh, place, right? I mean, they have a serious anti-terrorism system there. And... You know, the the dudes are parachuting from the sky. They allegedly came blasting through the gates in in these militarized vehicles. They were also, I guess, boots on the ground stories saying that there were drones taking out all their, like, uh, turrets that they had that are, like, AI-based. It sounds crazy. It's very fantastical and magnificent. And that's why, folks, I don't believe any of it. I believe all of it. No, these (laughs) these guys have been waiting to take over, man. This is a holy war. It is a holy word. No, I totally agree with you. And uh, the reason why I'm so fascinated by it is this is what you have talked about all the time, which is look what we did in Afghanistan. The might, the full force of one of the greatest military units in the world, right? And we basically were unable to take over a bunch of dudes in the caves. I Dude, I think about it all the time, dude. Our technology, when they start talking about, I was just reading an article, that new fighter jet, it's like something like $400,000 an hour to fly it. That's right, man. What the fuck are we doing? You know what I mean? I, I, it's great to have all these toys and everything, but when you, get into, when, you, when you get into a war, especially if we head into a world war, I mean, it's going to be boots on the ground. You're going to be depending on guys with just basic weapons. I don't know. That, that, <clears throat> that technology fails you. Take a look at some of the footage uh, from the streets there in Israel. It's pretty harrowing. I mean, there are shots, uh, they're disturbing images of people being dragged from their homes and murdered on the streets. Uh, That's that's why things like the Second Amendment are so important. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what kind of technology we have. Things can go wrong. Things can fail. We can be taken by surprise, and we need to have the ability to defend our streets and our neighbors and our homes. You just, that's exactly, you want a, you want to be able to defend yourself when people are going down your block, kicking, kicking in doors. I'd like to get I a mean, word from David Hogg on this whole situation. How does David <laughs> Hogg feel about assault weapons now? David, huh? What's, where's your little, little idea here, right? Where, where, where's your uh, freedom now, my man? Oh, it's insane. Oh, God. David Hogg, I, that's all, I thought of that, of that immediately. And I have, whenever these things take place, it's crazy that our, our government or our media can kind of play the same side or two sides simultaneously where they're going to say, oh, we got to send all these ammunitions and guns to Ukraine because the people, they got to defend themselves in their homes. But you here, we're going to take your guns because you're a monster. You can't be trusted with these guns. What are you going to use it for? I know. Well, I know. same thing it, that the it, Ukrainians need their guns for. Do you see? The Democrats, they all live in this world of... They draw this weird line just arbitrarily, and whoever's on this side is good, this side they're bad. You know? Absolutely. It, 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 it makes no sense why. <clears throat> Ukrainians arming themselves, good. You arming yourself, well, you voted for Trump bad. It's crazy stuff. <laughs> and, take, and take note, these are real domestic terrorists. This is what they do. 
Yeah, man. All you people talking, Joe Biden and all you guys talking about our number one threat is white supremacist domestic terrorist. We're not worried about this kind of shit. not worried about Enrique Tarrio. Let me tell you what. I have no worries about that man being my neighbor, living in my neighborhood. I have a lot At of least worries. Not for 22 years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 22 years, I don't have to worry about him. But, you know, but what I do have a little concern of or with, after seeing these images from Israel and these people just busting through the border almost like there was nothing stopping them, I thought about our own border and all the dudes crossing through with nothing to stop them and you know, we could very well be taken over the same exact way. Yeah. We have no Iron Dome. We have no border or any wall whatsoever. Who knows who's crossing over here? That's that's what's crazy. We have an Iron Dome. Yeah, I guess we do have an Iron Dome. It's not protecting you and me, but it's protecting the people that are important. (laughs) That's right. Well, (laughs) this whole thing made me think about the migrant situation. And what's funny about the migrant situation is it's now hitting home to all these uh, democratic places, which were once declaring themselves sanctuary cities. And much like the violence unfolding, you know, uh, in Israel, you know, incredible disgusting acts going on in the streets there. We have a lot of issues with violence going on here in America, especially in these democratic places where there seemingly is no law and order. And on top of all of that, you have this overwhelming immigrant situation going on. And I find it hilarious that we got guys like Bill Maher now talking about it in real time. And I scored a little bit of his monologue from Friday. Uh, I thought you would enjoy it, Mike. Pay attention to how the crowd reacts to Bill Maher describing a sanctuary city. But, uh, no, the really big story this week, the, the substantial story, is that even Biden now is admitting that the migrant crisis is real. He said today, fuck it, build the wall. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was getting punked. I, I, well, you know, there's an election coming up, and he's got to move to the center. It was either that or shoot up a case of Bud Light. But a lot of the Democrats actually feel betrayed by this because it does go against his campaign promises. I mean, they said, we know it's in our platform that it says secure the border, but we didn't think you'd actually do something about it. So they're with him, right? They're laughing. They're having a good time. Bill, he's one of the good old boys, one of the, one of the Ds, right? Well, watch how quickly these people turn. But it, <laughs> here's... Here's how serious the situation is. You know, they've been busing the migrants to cities now. You know, they kind of called the Democrats bluff about sanctuary cities, and they said, oh, you love them so much? Here you go. <laughs> and the cities don't <laughs> Yeah, like- they didn't like that one. Oh! What happened, guys? I thought Bill's funny. He's funny. He's a joke man. Let's make jokes. Come on. Not so funny when you're the butt of the joke, right, Democrats? Wow. They didn't like that Because it's their all. policies and they know it. That's your policy coming back. It's your, your policies fail because you guys never consider second, third order consequences. <laughs> I just love it. Like, he just threw it in your face. 
Hardy a fucking har, guys. Look what you did. Oh, not so funny, huh? Well, I just, I love it, man. There's a little bit more. It's so much. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, said this is going to destroy our city. He is, Eric Adams, I'm not making this up, and I love Eric Adams. Have him on the show as much as I can. He went <laughs> today to Mexico. He's going to Mexico, <laughs> Ecuador, and Colombia. I think door to door. <laughs> no, really. To, 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 to tell people personally, we don't have room. <laughs> don't come. That's pretty amazing. Uh, no, he's telling these people, we don't have room. This is New York City. Don't you know our, our catchphrase? We're the little apple. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And our theme song. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So go anywhere. Don't come here. <laughs> All right, man. I thought you would love that. An ode oh, to poor our Eric, man. He's having a hard time. Poor <laughs> Eric. He's. Did you see the footage? They like did a special on CNN or MSNBC. I can't remember the program, but they like took a camera crew and he he's like flying down to Mexico and then he's cruising around. He's there. He's he's trying to find. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Eric Adams is trying to find the root problem of this immigration crisis. So he went to Mexico. This idiot doesn't realize you could just go to Washington, D.C. It's right there. I, I know exactly where your problem is, man. You fool. You stupid idiot. We're so stupid. It, this is so stupid. the case with everyone on the left right now. It's like they're almost getting it. You're almost there. Uh, no, no, they're not. They're so stupid. See, that's why they're 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 all gonna go. They're all going to Mexico, dude. They're so stupid. They cannot see the flaws <laughs> in their thinking. Because Frank, it, you know, we just want everybody to be happy. We just want everybody to live a good life. Yes. You know, and, and it's and it's great, but in doing so, you're ruining a lot of lives. A lot of lives, including the people you're trying to help the most. Major pushback in Chicago, I'm seeing. They are, especially in the South Side, dude, they're losing their collective minds and pushing oh. back against the elected officials, saying enough is enough. You're, you're giving oh, free housing to these migrants and totally ignoring actual tax-paying residents. Trump, if you lose the uh, presidency, I think you could win mayor of uh, Chicago because these <laughs> <laughs> I think the you're right, man. The black people have lost their fucking... They, the Democratic Party have lost the black people. They've lost blacks. I 100% I agree with that. It, because it's, I think... I couldn't find a clip, dude. There was the funniest story. And I can't wait for the other... So you know how... Remember, like, they all went on this, like, crazy... Like, Ron DeSantis would pass a bill. The news would say it's anti-gay. So then J.B. Pritzker would sign a we're for gay... Yes, yeah. it would be anything DeSanctimonious does, we're going to do the opposite and worse. So Ron DeSantis <laughs> passed a bill saying uh, some of these very explicit gay books, we're just not going to allow them to be checked out by kids in third grade or below, right? That's right. And uh, res to respond to that, Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, Fat J.B., he, <laughs> he signed a ban the book ban bill. Because we're Illinois, we're gonna ban book bans. Wow, all books, you know. But yeah. now some parents are freaking out because some turns out some teachers are very conservative Christians, so they're starting to introduce books the other way, like the Bible. 
start teaching the kids the Bible. I'm all right with I this. Say, yeah. I would say Bible-centric. And yeah, they're freaking out. Yeah, because you guys live in this fantastical world where every teacher is this this up-and-coming, very bright, young, fresh out of college, nothing nothing but the biggest heart, great intentions, you know? That's right. And you know, you never think of the inverse situation, right? Maybe Rod DeSantis' rule is good because it just kind of keeps everything neutral, where you guys then just go to the extreme, and now you're going to have <laughs> second, right, third man. order consequences that you weren't expecting. Good call. So now, all of a sudden, uh, you turn around... You've got your little drag queen story hour in the library, congrats, but also right afterward, Kirk Cameron comes in and does his Bible-centric kids book, and he's allowed there, too. <laughs> exactly. No banned books. You can't, can't ban, ban the book. You, if you can't ban the drag queens, then you can't ban Kirk Cameron. Well, the way the law's written, Frank, we're, we're liberal, so we, we did we banned the ban, so now, even if we <laughs> wanted to ban Kirk Cameron, we can't. <laughs> Ban the ban. I love it's so it. Stupid. We're not we're not it's gonna so protest. Stupid. We're not gonna protest. Yeah, man. Ban the ban. We banned the ban, so we can't ban Kirk Cameron if we wanted to. <laughs> not legally possible. That's really funny because now like the doorway's open, right? So they could the right can go hard on that. And you know, we grew up at a time when it was the religious right who was banning everything, like they were trying to get uh, Eminem off the CD shelves, and we had to have all these parental warnings on everything on video games because there was a you know uh, some sort of pixelated boob on uh, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> you know, and like oh oh my God, we gotta stop this from the kids, you know, and like I get it, right? But you know, okay, fine, we'll, we'll ban the bans and. If you ban the bands, then everything goes out there. Maybe that's what I mean. So, so now I can bring in my. I'm a teacher. I'm just going to introduce mine. Come exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Well, you can't ban it. Can't ban it. Well, and you know maybe college, right? That age, you're supposed to actually freely explore whatever information is there. You know what I'm right. saying? Like there is an American First Amendment kind of idea behind like. We shouldn't be banning anything, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, idealistically, <clears throat> it's there. You should have the right to access it, right? Okay, but there's a difference between banning and age-restricting, and technically, as a child under 18, unless you're emancipated, you do not have rights. Exactly. We, 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 like, we, we used to understand that, that a child was a fucking child. No rights. Totally. And that's why your I... Your parents have the rights. Your parents own your fucking rights. <clears throat> Absolutely, which is, which is why you need parental consent until you are of age. And so... Or emancipated. Or yes. emancipated. And, and that's why DeSantis, any way you try to look at it, the guy seems pretty reasonable. Sounds like he was passing some <laughs> laws that the parents agree with. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, Pitt, Pritzker over in Illinois, you sound like a freaking nut job, my man. You're basically letting anything be presented to the kids. Uh, you want to corrupt the minds of the youth regardless of what the parents think. That's kind of the bills if, you're passing. If you, want your, if you want your child to learn every gender that exists apparently other than male and female, and you want him to learn about why whites are oppressors and blacks are victims, se send him to an Illinois school. If you want your kid to learn science, math, reading, send them to Florida. And this has been proved. If you don't believe me, go look at the statistics. Florida is now top five 
for K through 12 education. Yeah, I believe top three, actually. Top three. Last okay, I checked. I stand corrected. Yes, I'm pretty it's sure, ins- but I'll give you top five just because I'm not 100%. <laughs> that, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Considering we're like 20 years ago, they were bottom five. <laughs> it's funny, too, because this is all that woke programming, the woke idealism. And we were discussing the other day, uh, like the Budweiser frogs. Remember that? To like <laughs> yeah. make, make up for. And, uh, I was thinking about the, the Budweiser Frogs, and I went and looked it up because I couldn't put my finger on, like, what was it about that commercial that was so iconic? You know, like, why did it resonate so much? No matter the uh, side of the aisle you sat on, I have the 1995 Super Bowl Budweiser Frog commercial. <laughs> All right, do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, I can't. 95? 1995. This is the Budweiser Frog. so funny because I have a 1993 commercial for you. You Let's have one? Oh, I can't believe this. Okay, I can't wow. believe this. Yeah, that's wow. so funny. Okay, so this is yeah. the Budweiser Frogs, and I want everyone to pinpoint in your mind where we are getting this agenda forced down our throats, right? Where are we being told to think a certain way by Budweiser? Here we go. Bud. Bud. Bud Pines 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 that's it. That's the commercial. And they, it's the three frogs, and it pans out, and they're staring at a Budweiser sign. It's fucking genius, dude. Absolutely genius. The 90s were so great. Oh. You know, it's, it really is true. You never know when you're in the good times. You, know? you, just, you never know it until they're gone. I gotta tell you what, I don't know who's the CEO of Budweiser right there. I don't know who he votes for. I don't know who they endorse. Dude, I don't care. My God, get me a Budweiser. I'm thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was such a great... Fo- yeah, you made me laugh. It was great. I forgot, like, we used to love those commercials. Oh, that's so funny. You're right, no politics. Who was president? I don't know. I don't care. You know, what's funny. It was Bill Clinton, and at that time, SNL made fun of Bill Clinton a lot. That's true. Made fun of him a lot. So, so, did, the, so did the late-night Jimmys of that, those days. Oof. Right? It's uh, crazy. Crazy we're stuff. bombing Kosovo and laughing at three frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that? It's so funny. Fucking genius! Three dude. And then they did frogs. the lizard. Yes, like, Louis man, the lizard. <laughs> the, and fucking geniuses! You're right. They didn't try to make a grandstand tell you how to live Did or how it, to think. You, you know, know how I mean? they probably came up with it. They hired a bunch of dudes based on their credentials and how funny they were and creative, and it had nothing to do with checking off any boxes. I guarantee right. that's how you came up with creative shit like that back then. I I just absolutely oh, love that man. Call. I, I was so floored by that one. It, right, you would never get that in a room that's 50% black lesbians. No offense, black <laughs> lesbians. No offense, black lesbians, but you're just not going to come up with three frogs croaking Budweiser, you know? It's absolutely so simple and so hilarious. It, it, it's, 
that I I bet that commercial cost ten grand to just put together. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It costs you don't know how many frogs they went through. <laughs> Over a thousand frogs were destroyed in the making of this commercial before PETA really had a major stamp on anything. No, but I was so thinking good. about Budweiser at the time, like. Uh, we would always look forward to the Super Bowl also because they would typically do those Clydesdale commercials. And they would be oh, like really yeah. glorious, like beautiful, you know, shots of the countryside and the Clydesdales rolling through and they were making the Budweiser delivery. Like Budweiser was so f- like Americana, man. It really just like, for some reason, you know what I'm saying? Same with Miller Lite and all this other, like... American cheap beer just really was all about being for the American guy. Yeah, that's why it was the number one selling beer. And I don't know where they went wrong off the deep end, but it, it was the climax I'm, I'm was Dylan right Mulvaney. They hired a lesbian to fill a role, and she came up with, look, let's get Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> yeah, so like, only some out-of-touch fucking liberal lesbian could come up with it, you know? 100% and I'm uh, just uh, totally uh, blown away by the Budweiser That's so funny. Frogs. 1995. Dude, yeah. I got a 1993 commercial. Okay, what do you, you got for me? I can't believe we both, without talking about it, clipped commercials for each other. This is absolutely hilarious. It's so funny. Well, we talked about it, so I had to... I, had I know. To... It, was, it was top of mind, if you will. We talked about it last episode, so I had to get one for it. Here you go. Yes! Hey, cookie, more pecani sauce. <laughs> This ain't paste bacani sauce. What's the difference? <laughs> Cookie, paste bacani sauce is made in San Antonio with fresh vegetables and spices by people who know what bacani sauce is supposed to taste like. This stuff's made in New York City. New York City. <laughs> Get a rope. Pick up the original. Pick up the paste. I love, too, they're saying pecani or pecani sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I went through like a hundred of these commercials. That one was my favorite, dude, because of the end. After the New York City, they just cut to the one guy and he says, get the rope. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally going to hang this guy because he brought this New York City. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> That's so good, dude. But the whole like idea of the commercials, like all of them, it's just manly men out on the range, oh, yeah. you know, like the New York City's <laughs> always like just some fairy guy who brought it in. Yeah, I I like the idea of the southern men being men, and there's this element of um, you, you know, an out of touchness to people who are the city folk, right? The, the, <laughs> the city folk, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> so good. I mean, even that Budweiser commercial, it from a scenic perspective, it takes place like somewhere on the bayou. You know, like th- these are three yeah. frogs in like a swampland area, and they're just sitting there on the log, looking at the sign over like an old tavern type thing in the woods. You know, like it- it's got this whole backwoods. Southern country, yokel, focal, Americana vibe to it. Yeah, they all, yeah. You know who they're appealing to. They're not appealing to the Epstein crowd up in Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the rich men north of Richmond. The rich men north of Richmond, exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared. Yeah, it used to be nobody cared about those people. 
No, they have enough money and enough influence of their own. You know, uh, we need to pay a little homage to the people who are actually working hard and making this this country run, man. The soul of America. The people in the flyover states. I guess we just forgot about them, huh? Yeah, there's not enough respect paid to the truckers and the farmers and the woodworkers and the plumbers and the electricians and the people doing the dangerous work and the dirty work, you know? Yeah, getting their eyelids burned. It still really hurts. You never went with the mustard, I'm telling you. Nah, you're gonna I reg- gone with the uh, Yeah, I told you, dude. Even now, you'll you'll feel the effect. It doesn't matter. It's throw a little mustard on there. The problem is now it's like a scab, and so I, I'm not getting like a good seal oh, when I yeah. close it. So That's in the weird. shower, I'm getting that like soap Ooh. in there. You know? Oh yeah, uh, you can get uh, maybe uh, just keep it going. You'll be Scarface, right? <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well. uh... Speaking of New York City, uh, there was this crazy stabbing that happened that was like caught on camera. Did you hear oh, about this God. story? I'm um, so glad you brought this up. Yeah. yeah, well, this is the reason why people are leaving the cities, folks, and there's a reason why defunding the police is not a good idea. I got the clip. I'd like to listen to it because it really kind of hammers home something we've been talking about quite a bit lately. Tonight, 18-year-old Brian Dowling led into a police car in handcuffs. Brian, why'd you do it? Charged with murder with depraved indifference. Brian, what did he do to you? He's accused of killing a 31-year-old man sitting at a bus stop with his girlfriend. They had just left a wedding. That victim was Ryan Carson, a well-known social activist who helped fight poverty and addiction in the community. And authorities say it was a random attack. This surveillance video, key to the case, allegedly showing Dowling in the black sweatshirt, walking past Carson and his girlfriend, Dowling then allegedly threatening Carson, who puts himself between the attacker and his girlfriend. Backing away, Carson trips over that bus stop bench and is stabbed multiple times. The knife. If only there was a gentleman around, someone like, I don't know, Daniel Penny, an ex-Marine, someone who maybe has some training, you know, somebody who knows how to help people in these emergency situations. If only there was someone like Daniel Penny hanging out at that bus stop, right? He's facing the same charges as this 18-year-old. Exactly, yes! Pierces Mr. Carson's heart, causing his death. Today, detectives were searching Dowling's home near the crime scene when sources tell ABC News Dowling showed up. He was taken into custody without incident. I can't wait to hear Democracy Now! talk about this and how this Dowling fella was known worldwide for his love for (laughs) Michael Jackson impersonations. Investigators finding a black sweatshirt matching the one in the video and a knife that's now I think this guy was an OJ impersonator. Today we are launching the No OD New York campaign. Together we can end overdose deaths. This is the fellow who got stabbed. He's a uh, social activist in the, or he was a social activist in the New York City area, uh, defending fellows like the guy who stabbed him. (laughs) Together we can end overdose deaths. Ryan Carson dedicated his life to social causes, starting that No OD New York campaign. It's kind of ironic, I guarantee you. He He was out there during the whole BLM thing saying, we need social workers, not police. You know this clown <laughs> was at the BLM protest. You know it, dude. You freaking know 
freaking know it. And then here's a situation where you had a social worker, no police. Social worker died. But I got to give him credit. Dude. This guy, uh, props to you for putting yourself between, uh, you know, your woman and the, um, Yes, he absolutely did. The video footage proves it. He definitely tried, you know, he separates and he, he's, he's taking, you know, he's manned up, man. Uh, unfortunately, he believed still in the philosophy of the left all the way to his dying breath that I'm going to reason with this man. Oh, I know. The people don't reason. Run. Like, or especially, fucking. Especially if you're with a girl in heels. You know you can outrun her. Dude, Fight. <laughs> Knock that guy out, man. This guy is not your friend. He's not your compadre. He's not your countryman. He. This is a person who's going to either rob the car he was attempting to rob before you walked near him, or he's going to stab you and rob your woman. Do you understand? Why don't you understand this? This isn't a fairy tale fucking world, man. I know. You would have been, you know, and if you would have had a gun, you could have stopped the whole thing. Exactly. But you probably don't believe in guns. You're probably friends with David Hogg. Uh, <laughs> the thing that gets me about this is I watched the footage a couple times, uh, and, uh, you know, I was kind of putting myself in the guy's shoes, right? And all I think about is Emma and I, yeah, it's racist, sure, but if we, we would have walked across the street immediately. We wouldn't have even gone near this fucking guy. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm I saying? Avo- yeah. I would have avoided yeah. this guy. There was a lot of, the dude was literally kicking into a car, and this couple gets up and starts walking towards him. What are you doing? Like, walk away. Get the fuck out of there. This guy is not your friend. He's not someone you can help or, or psychiatrically, you know, talk down from his manic episode and get him down to a place of peace and understanding. Like, that's not the world we live in. We live in a society with depraved lunatics who are uneducated and on drugs and they're broke and they're going to murder you. They don't value your life. Or their own. Like, this kid really doesn't care if he goes to the jail. No. And he, get, okay. he didn't care. The, you heard the reporters, oh, what were you thinking? Why'd you do this? Like, he didn't care. He didn't care. Still, he, still doesn't. No. No, and in fact, he probably knows somewhere in his mind, no matter how much evidence they have, because I'm black and I'm 18, they're going to let me out in like four years. Oh, yeah, 10. He'll get 10 years. I'm, <laughs> Frank, it's not like he wasn't at the Capitol, but cheered some guys on from the other state. <laughs> The lesson here is congratulations to this jackass who most likely was at BLM protest because he's such an active social activist. Uh, But this dude just got a life sentence for his activism, and the dude that stabbed him got 10 years. And he'll be back on the streets. Guaranteed. We don't know. We don't know how many years. We'll see. I bet you Daniel Penny serves longer time than this dude. Ooh, you want to put money on yes, it? Yes, I do. Right now, I want to. Let's do a trip. We'll do a live episode to celebrate who won, either Denver and <laughs> Chicago. Who does more time? Who gets sentenced to more time? Daniel Penny for murdering the beloved <laughs> Michael Jackson impersonator, or this jackass piece of shit who stabbed uh, this poor guy for no reason? I think this guy gets more time, but I'm putting it under Tario. I'm doing. He's gonna do in between Penny and Tario. Wow. I like the over under on the Tario. This is good stuff, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All he did was was a poor blanket. All he did was stab some white asshole in the heart to stand. If anything, he did this world a favor, kid, because it's only black lives that matter. (laughs) Stabbing in someone and stabbing a person in the heart is so like intimate and like intense. Like you. You are ending a person's life face to face, man. Woof. 
Nasty. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's not, good people don't do it. I'm but, just saying, um, like this wasn't like um. Frank, I feel like I'm just feeling a lot of judgment coming from that direction. We don't know his childhood. You know? You're right. Well, I guess let me preface Frank, everything. Come, I'm gonna preface <laughs> from a line of slavery. I know. I was gonna say I blame the system for this whole situation. Actually, this was clearly an act of systemic racism, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> if only he had reparations. He probably could have avoided this whole sticky situation. Yeah, you because know? that's really what it is. It's just kind of a sticky situation. All right, I'm gonna end it there. I think we've heard enough of the stabbing heard around the world. The, uh, That's a good call. Daniel Petty. How many years do you think he's gonna get? Uh, all the whole time this was going around, all I could think about was Daniel Penny because my thought being is um, there were other people in the street when this occurred. Okay, there was no, there were no doubt bystanders, people who were able to potentially. Maybe on some level, even shout, intervene, maybe sp- scare the guy in a way that he wouldn't be so aggressive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, just maybe, there was another body in the area that could uh, change the scene, right? And instead, I guarantee those potential Daniel Pennies walking down across the street or around this fella kept on walking, man. Kept oh, on sure. walking and put the blinders on. And pretended like they didn't see anything happening. I say it all the time, dude. I, I, would, I would never, I never fucking do anything. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. I don't care. I don't yep. want to get involved. If you intervene, I mean, you're the one going I'm to ser- jail now. Seriously, though, real talk. What do you think the over-under is on Daniel Petty here? I'm going to give it five years. I think he's going to do about five, four to five. I think Daniel Penny does 20 years. No, 20 years? He's being convicted by his peers being New York City who <laughs> beloved that Michael Jackson impersonator. Mike, we got an ex-Marine white guy killing a beloved Michael Jackson impersonator Lowest for no reason. Low. No reason? Uh, 20 years. I see 20 years. Mm, no, I'm going to give him five. I like. I think they got to do five. <laughs> very optimistic. I, I hope. I hope for five years, but I had no longer have hope in the judicial system because it's uh, skewed by politics. Oh, dude, speaking of judicial system, I brought it up here. I couldn't find a clip. The, uh, remember the naked guy downtown? Naked guy. I love naked guy. Can you give a quick, a brief rundown on who Naked Man is so <laughs> anyone new to the show isn't familiar with Naked Man living downtown Chicago? So down in the high rises, there's a uh, old man. He's about seventy, and he just walks. He has all his blinds up, open. He lives in the high rise, and he just walks around naked all the time, <laughs> and jer- stands in the window and jerks off. Yeah. And uh, these these younger females, they hate it. They've been filing complaints. <laughs> <clears throat> the best part of the story is when they when he sees them looking at him, he holds up signs that say like "Come over." <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, oh, dude, they took him. They arrested him, and he actually had to go to court. He's in court now. Wow, for indecent exposure. So now it's like it's going to be this whole fight over whether or not you can be naked in your own home. It's crazy. This is crazy. What a wild yeah. development! I didn't see that coming. Yeah, they got him. So those girls got him. 
Well, I got, I think die. maybe walking around naked, not a huge deal, but the jerking off might be uh, the line cross. See, according to the, one of the girls, the lawyers, <laughs> I don't. It's not even the jerking off. Wow, you can jerk off in your home. It, it's the sign, because now you're like acknowledging the woman. Oh. <laughs> you know, so it's like it now it becomes like an, a sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> It's premeditated. If you wrote the sign, right? So, <laughs> so if you are sitting there thinking, man, these rich white people on the north side really don't have any real problems. Go fuck yourself, man. They got naked guy jerking off. Naked guy jerking off. Taking it all the way to the Supreme Court, baby. <laughs> all these horrible things going around the world. You know, these people are just really distressed over this old guy jerking off in his apartment. <laughs> you just close your blinds. Right. I mean, all this coverage of the Gaza Strip. Come on, what about the naked guy? <laughs> well, we got the Gaza Strip going on. Nobody talked about Afghanistan. There was a major earthquake there. It wiped out like 2,000 people overnight. Afghanistan who? That's right. We're not allowed <laughs> to talk about it because Joe Biden, not a lot of good policy going on over there. You know, it didn't really work out for him. <laughs> a little bit of a stain on his presidency. <laughs> it's bad optics, so... We don't want to talk about Afghanistan, even though 2,000 people uh, died overnight. We'll just keep going. Keep rolling. That, that little guy? Don't worry about that little guy. Did you guys see Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game? Come on, man. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. He was I there. Saw, I just saw the uh, advertisement. Tuned in for Mahomes and Swift. <laughs> that took me a second because I <laughs> Swift. I just thought of Kelsey. They're like the same person now. Mahomes and Swift take on the Bengals. <laughs> I don't know who they're playing. <laughs> they're playing the Vikings today, so I imagine Swift definitely didn't make the trip out to Minnesota. Oh, it's cold. Dude, fucking winter literally came in one hour while I was on top of a roof. Oh, wow, really? Dude, I started this job. I had to, like, televise all these roof drains. It's a little harder than you think, you know. It's not just sticking a camera in there, but uh, well, I mean, just the word "televised." I lost my mind on that one. I'm like, I can't even yeah, think so, about doing that. So you got to walk up three flights of stairs, and then you got to climb this twenty foot ladder that's made out of wood and built a hundred years ago. You're trusting <laughs> nice, these nails. Dude, yeah. You know? <laughs> Don't worry if you fall; you land on a plank of wood over the ceiling that's been there for a hundred years. Oh, sure yeah, well, it probably gives you a little bit of a, you know, kind of slows you down before your body hits the ground a little bit. It'll knock the wind out of you before you die. So, <laughs> it's right. good. so you'll be unconscious. You won't even know what happened. <laughs> oh, man, I'm up there. Dude, I'm fucking, like, I could probably throw a rock into the lake from where I am. The school wow. is like a block away. Oh, yeah. You know that, you know that walkway, that huge bridge uh, over Lakeshore Drive? Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm I'm like in line with it, like right. maybe a block and a half away. Beautiful, beautiful. view. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing, dude. I had the breeze. Felt so I literally was just telling myself, this is a great day to do this, you know? All right. Dude, put the headphones in. I'm listening yeah. to music while I'm doing it. I had nine drains. <laughs> dude, I'm up there for like two hours, right? All of a sudden it starts getting dark and the temperature dropped like twenty degrees. <laughs> It's called the harp machine. They run it out of Alaska. It's amazing. They just zap you guys, and we get it here all the time in Colorado. I'm not even joking. Like within an hour, the skies turned gray. It got cold and rainy, and it had, the sun hasn't broke since. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like 40 degrees. You probably had a lot of chemtrail planes. We haven't had them here in Colorado for a few days. So I, I kept thinking, you know, they're doing their spraying elsewhere. I know there's major storms on the East Coast. So uh, mm. the government contracts, they buy out the planes and they send them where they need to. See, I don't think do they're the doing it over more. our cities. They're like really, they got to be really trying to boost up some uh, hurricanes. This I agree. Terrible season. Yeah, no, I think they're trying really hard to get the East Coast. They, I think they want like flooding and damage, and you know, yeah. th- they need some really catastrophic. Dude, you know, remember imagery. the hurricane in California? Like whatever. Happened to the- <laughs> so, but this is what happens. <clears throat> even and here's my favorite part about the potential of humanity actually controlling the weather and trying to create these like super storms like and they were probably just so inept and retarded that we're just not getting it right and so like they're like oh man we cooked up a good one this time boys like send all your reporters get cnn down there like this is gonna be a, a whopper and then it's just like you know the reporter there it's raining a little <laughs> bit and you get the surfers behind them walking in their shorts to go catch some killer waves you know because it's like kind of an okay storm like that's always what happens with these storms man uh they they just want it to be they need it so catastrophic and so destructive you know they need the dead people uh, they you know what they need they need a katrina i was just they've been dying for a katrina man like that was that was a beautiful storm dude you had because the, it was even like we had the levees but they failed yeah dude because of climate change no it was because yeah. george bush was racist remember kanye went on tv or whoever it was and said george bush is a racist oh well frank yeah people because of our racism black people are gonna feel the effects of climate change. <laughs> dude they <laughs> they blamed racism for the lack of work on the levees that uh busted in the poor black neighborhoods and they claimed right, they which did. i'm not saying they're wrong after lahaina now i believe any of this is true uh the claim for katrina was that they purposely let that the dam in that region of new orleans go bad so that way a storm could come through wipe out the neighborhood and then oh here comes BlackRock or whoever, and they're Halliburton, and they're going to buy out all the property, and the government's going to sell it all and make a gajillion dollars on the real estate. Also rumors that they blew the levy. There are... I've never heard that one, actually. You're saying that people yeah. believe that an actual bomb went off and the levy was burst? It might not be a bomb. They might have just undercut it or did... You know, you just start digging it. You it could have been anything, but there's a lot of people that believe that it was just too perfect. Because I forget, what is it, the French Quarter was under threat? Well, it was a very specific region of New Orleans that got wiped out, essentially. No, bro, there was, like, this very expensive, like, the like the old, this old area that was right. under threat. And then all of a sudden, this levee blows, and it floods this poor black neighborhood. Exactly. And that's what, that's what saved the rich area. So a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that they, mm. that, and then there were, like, stories of explosions that were wow. chopped up to, uh, to Transformers. Wow, and I like yeah. the theory that the government had to make a judgment call, and the guy goes, "Who was it? Brown? Who? Not, not Brownie. We know Brownie was in charge <laughs> of FEMA at that time. My favorite. I love Brownie. It was all about Brownie. <laughs> that's that's where it came from, right? We got the Brownie from that one. Was, was that Katrina? Yeah, Brownie. And Brownie, that? you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I think that was Katrina, dude. I'm yeah. almost positive. And I like the idea that maybe there was a call that went down and the mayor just said, all right, blow it. 
and they saved the money maker, wiped out the poor region, but also it ended up being a major boon for real estate brokers and you know people who wanted to come in and develop that area and make it a little bit more profitable. For sure, I think it happens all the time when they, all you know, the it time. happens all along the Mississippi where they'll just, uh oh, the levee broke and it just flooded the poorest farmland. Yes, exactly. You know, and then now uprises this new city. That's you know. <laughs> They do it all the time, man. That's the way it works. And speaking of time, we got no control, folks. There's no doubt about it. It's the fastest hour in the universe. I I can't believe it myself, truly. But uh, we got so much more to talk about in the next show. I got Hillary for us. Uh, did you watch Meg 2? Frank. We're talking Meg 2. I can't wait. <laughs> I want I want my time back. I'm going to call Jason I'm Statham. I'm so excited for this back. one. I don't know what I witnessed, but we're going to talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> you guys need to go back on strike. That was. <laughs> I think it's what started the strike. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we just bring back Weinstein and the girls? I think I mean, the producers Jesus. saw Meg 2 and they're like, that's it. We're cutting their checks. We're not paying them any more money. These clowns. <laughs> They're taking us for a ride at this point.